Hello, everyone. You're listening to the DSG Connect podcast. As one of the world's leading dental laboratory networks, we value connection. And in alignment with that value, the DSG Connect podcast is here to serve you. Our goal is to elevate voices in dentistry. You know the ones, world changers, innovators, disruptors, true leaders, the people making a difference and bringing world-class solutions to our industry and communities. Our guests will educate, inspire, and share what is working, how to pivot when things go sideways, and everything in between. Wherever you find yourself listening, thank you. Is your mind a little foggy on dentures, or are you looking to level up your removable offering? Hi, I'm Jessica Respondek with DSG Education. We're inviting you to engage with us this April as we present a clear perspective on partial dentures and excellence in full denture technology. For registration information, visit dentalservices.net forward slash edu where you can also access recorded webinar sessions. We look forward to learning with you. Thank you for listening to DSG Connect. Today, we have Dr. Kyle Benton on alongside Chris Bolum, the Director of Education and Design for Dental Services Digital Experience Center. Dr. Benton practices in Hot Springs, Arkansas. He has dedicated his professional career to staying on the leading edge of dentistry. This includes using modern dental technology and techniques, as well as providing his patients with exceptional experiences not found in the average dental office. Dr. Benton is committed to being a lifelong learner in the industry. He is currently completing a four-year continuum at the prestigious Panky Institute in Key Biscayne, Florida. He is proud to be involved in several dental organizations, including the American Dental Association, Arkansas Dental Association, Hot Springs, Seattle Study Club, Panky Institute, the Academy of Biomedic Dentistry, and Smile Source. Smile Source is extremely important to him because it is an organization created by and comprised of independent private practice dentists. So let's listen in as Dr. Benton and Chris Bolum talk about digital partnerships, clinicians, and technicians aligning for success. Welcome to the DSG Connect podcast. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Good morning. Well, let's jump right in. Dr. Benton, when did you shift your practice to a digitally focused practice? So when I took over this practice in 2010, I was fortunate the previous doc had already, he already had digital sensors and just, um, just some certain digital uh, technology. So that kind of was the foundation. And 2015, I, um, through the DSG Smile Source Partnership, got a 3M TrueDef um, intraoral scanner. And really, there wasn't any factors that played other than me having a weakness for um, gadgets and technology. So didn't know what to expect, but I knew I wanted to try. Once we had used that for a year, year and a half, uh, the Trios 3Shape um, kind of came on the on the uh, horizon for us. So bought that in 2017, 18. And then from there started really experiencing the efficiency, the accuracy, you know, the turnaround times were quicker. Um, It was more, you know, the assistants had more skin in the game and the procedures, the workflows were cutting our crown and bridge time in half, you know, since the assistants could do so much from there, got a, a CBCT after Chris and I started working together. Um, I'd already had a Moonray 3D printer. Uh, Chris had kind of recommended, you know, stepping it up, getting a, a Sprint Ray Pro. Um, so got that. You know, now we're looking at possibly getting another scanner. So then my hygienists have 
a scanner and they're going to scan every patient coming in just to have that for, for their records or if, if there ever is a reason we need to pull those files. So we're, I mean, we're continuing to add technology and with each piece. And the more I learn, the more I realize how critical it is for today's practice. What are you thinking about when you're getting ready to add a piece of new technology? What are your, some of your deciding factors? Is it, is it going to, one, improve efficiency? Is it going to improve the, the results? Is it going to be easier on the patient? Will it allow easier conversation with the patient and or the lab technicians? What are we trying to accomplish? We want things as predictable and as consistent um, as possible. And we as humans, although technology does have, have a margin of error, we as humans have a greater margin of error. Um, so it does minimize those, those issues um, that we could have as, as you know, day-to-day providers. How's it affected your patient experience? The existing patients that knew how it was just can't believe it. You know, <laughs> it seems like every, every visit they come in, there's something new. I won't get off too much into it. We do a lot of digital occlusion. We do um, digital objective TMD therapy. So we're measuring muscle activity, measuring uh, occlusion and bite forces and all that. So that, that was kind of a wow factor. But then you start incorporating the 3D scanner, you know, the 3D printer and the digital smile design and how all that's tied. It's, it blows them away, really. Um, they just can't believe when they're actually seeing that intraoral scan capture pictures of their teeth or their arches they they're they're wild they're like so you so you're telling me we don't have to take a a, a gooey impression no we sure don't so the the in our new patients that might have been in a practice that had some technology um that are they're from kind of familiar with it they're still impressed with with some of the things that have changed or the updates or um, the new pieces so and that's that's kind of where we're at in society People are all about, you know, technology, videos, instant gratification, and and this does make things a lot more efficient, a lot quicker uh, for our patients. I would think that there's a huge wow factor there, how it used to be done and how it's done today. It's changed dentistry tremendously. So let's have Chris jump in. I'd love to hear how the two of you started working together. I know you started working through SmileSource, and then how did the two of you connect, and what's that relationship been like? Yeah, thanks, Heidi. Got connected. I think it was it was something through SmileSource, and I had heard that uh, Dr. B had his trios there, and then your Moonray, like you said, and then we immediately were you know beta testing some of the Sprint Ray printers, and we thought that uh, Dr. Benton would be a, a perfect um, outlet to try to get this chair side going through. He had already had experience with it, which was shocking because normally, you know, this is something that we'd have to you know, start the training with, you're starting from scratch, like brick and mortar. So with him, it was sort of plug and play. We met that way. Um, and then after talking for a while, we kind of, he came up with some ideas, some different things to try. There were some things that he was pushing the envelope on with splints and dentures and models and what he could do. Um, Cause like he said, you, you, Dr. Benton, you have all that technology there, all those digital products, you have your scan, all the different scanners, all the different processes. But it's like your goal to use that full utilization. You want to try to use it for everything you can, right? So that's how that started. And then we just kept following up back and forth, just trying to figure out different ways. Hey, what do I do if I need to do this or that? You know, just trying to problem solve and troubleshoot. What are some of the benefits that you've seen working with Dr. Benton and other doctors so close as they've incorporated the digital workflows into their practice? 
Well, of course, on the personal side, you know, Dr. Benton, you know, we get along pretty well. He's a pretty cool guy, fun loving, easy to work with. So had to touch on the personal side there first. Um, but like I was saying before, you know, incorporating with their already digital workflow, it gives us that insight too of kind of what the future is going to look like because we need to be able to almost troubleshoot and plan out how this is going to look. You know, we have a hiccup in a workflow with how to get a design back and forth or how to troubleshoot a print issue or a scan issue. All this gives us insight on how to prepare for the future. So something that we're looking at and Dr. Benton's helped us with is what that whole ecosystem looks like. So how do we build an efficient ecosystem? And then on our end, what parts can we automate? And then what parts do we need to focus clinically on? Because you know, a lot of the lab industry as a whole has been very, uh, I don't want to say paper pushing, but has a lot of admin, right? There's a lot of non-dental activities that happen, especially when Dr. Benton and I are communicating. We have a digital experience center case, or we have an analog case. We have all these different bits and pieces are not clinical or not dental related. So we really want to use our knowledge as the lab, use his knowledge of the clinical side and just work together on the dentistry. You know, we don't need to get lost in trying to, you know, facilitate a transfer or, you know, something with the softwares. We just want to get that. And then that'll trickle back to the patient. And then we can find new ways to utilize your scanners, your printers and all that, all the different products and things we can use because we're focusing on dental and, and patient care. So that's what I've noticed so far. And it's been a huge help um, to find someone like Dr. Benton there uh, to be able to work with us like that and be, be a patient as he's been with us for our are plugging through the mud here. Nice. What, Dr. Benton, are some of the clinical possibilities that you've seen that digitally has made available that maybe weren't possible before? There's there's quite a few. I mean, one of the biggest things, and, you know, every practice varies. So I've got a, I've got a kind of an intimate, small, four-op practice. I'm a panky dentist, spend a lot of time with our patients, I mount a lot of cases. And that's one thing that Chris and I are trying to figure out is, trying to fully digitize programming and articulator and having those models digitally relating just to represent the patient's um, arc of closure and different things. But when we, just from a, a simplistic standpoint, let's say every, you know, everyone's looking at cosmetics, you know, and they have them. So a digital smile design, for instance, how simple this is now, I will scan, I will take photos, measurements, send it to the send it to the lab if i need it that day i can give ashley or chris heads up i will have that print file back in a couple hours so i'm printing the models making the stents i can have the patient if i need if i wanted to that afternoon do a mock-up and sell a case versus scanning sending it off doing a wax up shipping it back a week or so two weeks whatever it may be so the the turnaround times quicker so you're you're still capturing that patient's attention and striking while the iron's hot then when you get into more i guess complex cases whether it's combination implant tooth borne prosthetics i can't even imagine going back to pvs when it comes to that because when when you're taking multiple impressions you might have missed a margin on one tooth well then you got to capture this the impression coping on the next one and it's just a mess well with a scanner whatever you missed you trim, you scan, it's done. So you're not having to take numerous impressions with patients. So the, I guess, forgivability is something that's really nice. But as, as far as is how, how it's affecting our patients, I mean, they're experiencing better fitting restorations, 
less adjustments. I can't tell you, I probably adjust a crown every 10th or 12th time. I just sent a crown back recently for an open contact and it was just a random deal. So I talked to Damon Lease about it. He's going to look into it. But I mean, I've been working with DSG for five or six years. And especially when I got this trios, I have very little remakes, very little. So that increases the patient's confidence in you when it takes you 10 minutes to submit a crown or two or three and it drops in and works out just fine. So huge time saver, continuing that wow factor and less headaches all around. Chris, from a laboratory standpoint, what are you seeing that we're able to offer? We we weren't able to before. Sort of like circling back, it sort of stems into what Dr. Benton was talking about, like the lower remakes. The reason for that is, is because of the diagnostic tools that are available when you scan. So if we just use an instance of a certain product, let's just say a digital model, you know, from the lab side, we're looking at it like we get a scan, we base it, and we give an STL file ready for printing. Now to us, that's one product. But if you look at it from all the different possible uses you could use a digital model for, that's where it's sort of like sky's the limit, right? Because you can do a quick suck down in office, you can do an expander, you can do some sort of uh, what, like diagnostic tool with the patient. So, so, I mean, you can just keep going and going, what can you use a model for? So when you make that digital, we take out that shipping time. Of course, this is like a benefit of digital in general, right? And then also about the time, uh, not only just from shipping, but you can print it same day, scan the patient, have a model a little bit later. But one of the big things we said to just keep branching out on the diagnostic tools is we've been able to lower those remakes and actually catch our own internal errors that allow for training. Because Dr. Benton, you got a a case with an open contact. We can go and look at that scan. We can go Mm -hmm. and look at that design. And then we know, okay, hey, if everything's cool in our design, we got a hardware issue. We got a QC issue. We got a model issue. We can start to narrow down what our problems are. And then in the long run, that makes us better. Look at that from the lab side, make us better, make us better, make us better. Now the doctors are finally starting to feel that benefit. Um, You know, at first it maybe wasn't instantaneous because we still had to figure out how all this works. How does it correlate? How does this setting, that setting? But we're really starting to get a handle on that now. Like I'm saying, it's just the sky's the limit with products. Digital workflows. And and the cool thing is, is we're really learning how to mesh everything. Um, You know, how to make the different systems work together. Because that was something we struggled with in the beginning was trying to get every system to play with each other. Now we're getting good at it. Now we're getting to be able to do some really cool smile designs, really cool mounting options, ways to carry bites across, digital dentures, splints, treat different types of therapies that were always analog before. Mm -hmm. It's just our job to try to get that knowledge, the clinical knowledge and the expertise of our lab techs into digital and keep that rolling. I'd love to hear from both of you on my next question, which is if you can share with the listeners some of the best practices to collaborate and specific items needed back and forth. What should the doctor provide? What should the technician provide back for those that are thinking about jumping into digital? And maybe it sounds a little bit more complex than it actually is. The way that we we like to do it is just open up that chain of dialogue and communication. That's the first part. And it really is the relationship. So, you know, we try to make it easy to get a hold of us and we want to be open and helpful and resourceful. But then the next step outside of the communication is just understanding the product and then what is needed. So, you know, just as simple as how did you take your impression before? How does this look on a scanner? 
or what did you do in the analog world? This is how you do it digital. And you'll find that once we get that conversation back and forth, we're speaking different languages, but we're saying the same thing. Once you get there, it, it, it kind of just happens and it's, it's, it's organic, right? You don't really force anything. You just talk, communicate, and it, and it happens because there's enough knowledge on each side. We just, we just need the, the, the clinical side to, to make it happen. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, when Chris and I were first, just as, as an example, trying to figure out how to digitally program an articulator, we were working through some different, I guess, obstacles. And although we're not there yet, we're closer than what we were just, just by picking up the phone and having a, a 15, 20 minute call because things can get you know, misconstrued in an email or a text. So especially if you're trying to improve a workflow, improve a product, I mean, you, you've got a, and DSG is fantastic about being available, being prompt on responses, communicating clearly with my team and my assistants. So, I, and I, I think we, we as dentists get so wrapped up in just clinical and staff management and patient care and all this, we, we forget how valuable that relationship is with our lab technicians. You know, you can't just write in the lab script, number three, crown, ASAP, make me a splint. I mean, there's got to be details. You've got to make sure that you're on the same page. And D the DSG team, especially the digital experience team, th these guys have tremendous uh, expertise. But when you're able to communicate and work through things, it makes everything better. I would, I would definitely encourage anyone to, that's considering at least get your feet wet with a scanner. Okay, And once you do that, it's going to open up so many possibilities and you're going to have aha moments and you can be like, well, there's no reason for me not to go the next step. Sure. That kind of starts to touch on a little bit of what I was going to ask next from the technician perspective and the doctor perspective. If a, if a doctor or technician's thinking about jumping in, especially where we're at in today, today's world, digital just seems like it makes things a little bit easier, saves time, saves time in the chair. What piece of advice would you give to a doctor or a technician listening? I mean, start with an intraoral scanner. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's so much technology out there, but start with an intraoral scanner, whether it's a Medit, just kind of your entry-level scanner. Trios is fantastic. It's, it's probably the, one of the biggest names. Prime Scan's fantastic. I mean, there's a bunch of scanners out there, but at least get started so you can experience. It's hard to justify something. I know when you see the price tag and you're like, well, it's working well for me. PBS is working well for me now or whatever your analog workflow is but you don't know what you don't know. And if you're not willing to at least give it a shot, you're going to, you're going to be way behind. I mean, this is the way it's going. Chris, yeah. from, what are you seeing? And from the, the technician side, I a hundred percent agree. The offices, if they do start to grab scanners and start to play and get their toes wet as a technician, going to want to be able to be prepared to answer the questions from an office that's sending a case. Mm -hmm. um, so being familiar with the different scanners, how those portals work, how the, the cases come in, and then it, what, you know, how can you QC the, the file? How can you move it? And then getting familiar with the design, at least understanding how they connect, because there's a lot of different ways that we can fabricate. We can use all different mills, all different printers, all different everything, but there's a lot of things that are the same with digital. And on the, on the, on the lab side, you're going to find different labs, use different softwares, different things like that but understand just the basic flow, basic file management. And there's a ton of resources online. I mean, you know, all the big design softwares, you know, 3Shape, ExoCAD, Dental Wings, 
all those different ones, they all have a lot in common. They all do the same. Um, the nuances are what the pros get, but you get that from experience. Playing with it, get a case, play with it, see what it can do, see what it can't do. Um, and that'll take you a long way. That is all that's really needed um, because everybody's capable to learn the nuances. It's that big picture, the flow and connecting the dots that's the core. So that would be my recommendation. If you're, if you're a, a dentist later on in your career that you just can't, you don't want to take on that, that learning curve, that responsibility. If you have a competent assistant, like my, my lead assistant was, I mean, she was excited and she does most of the scanning. We have to fight over the scanner sometimes. I mean, she, so just, just delegate that to an, a dental assistant because once they start doing it, they're not going to want to do it any other way. I promise you. And you made a good point earlier about the aha moment. Mm -hmm. We get that all the time when we compare it, you go, yep. okay, remember what you did before? There's a digital equivalent. It's just a yep. different word. Same Absolutely. thing. And then, yeah, you may not have to do it yourself. If your doctor doesn't want to get involved with it, hey, but at least you know what is, what's happening. Same yeah. deal. And you had said, uh, you had mentioned, Heidi, just, you know, workflows or, or what have you seen that's worked best that you'd like to share? I mean, just from a bread and butter every day in, a, in an office, Crown Bridge, my workflow is I'll, I'll go in, I'll get the patient numb, and then I may go check two hygiene patients. But while I'm doing that, my assistant has already, she is scanning the upper, the lower, getting the bite, getting the shade measurement, getting the motion. She's already got a temporary stint. And when I come back, all that took probably five minutes of her time. She can scan a full mouth in two minutes, which is, un, it's absurd. Like I, I'm, I'm, it's we, impressive. We contest. I'm trying to, I think I'm like three and a half. I mean, she just, it's, it's muscle memory and she she trusts the scanner, but five minutes, all that data. So when you go in, the prep's already trimmed, the pre-prep's already trimmed. You go ahead and prep your tooth. And now I trust the software so much that I was, I used to not scan the prep. We used to make the temp first. And then while I'm trimming, the assistant would scan the prep. While we've got them isolated, I scan the prep. What do I do next? I go to the analyze page. I look at my clearance just what Chris was talking about earlier, the tools, that's going to lower Remax too. When you see your clearance that you need, and there's a lot, I can't tell you how many times previously before a scanner, I could have swore I had a millimeter and a half or two millimeters of clearance. And that right. might've been 1.2. So now you go and look at that and you, you trim out exactly where you need to reduce. You take a burr, trim that down, rescan, and you've got the adequate clearance. So the data is, is so powerful. The stuff that you're able to see now versus analog, what you were, I, I will, I could never go back to analog ever. Even if the scanner is triple in price, I don't care. Okay. You shouldn't say that. Don't say that Not public. <laughs> I mean, Any I'm, scanner I'm companies listening, it's, don't listen. It's priceless. It's priceless. That's good. Yeah. It seems like it's added a lot of value to your practice more and more and to the labs, the accuracy is such mm -hmm. a huge component. I mean, it really takes the guessing out of, out of what you're doing. Any final insights from you gentlemen? I mean, I would just encourage any, any docs that are not doing it, just at least start with the, the intraoral scanning and connect with one of these technicians, you know, and that's a big part, like Chris was saying, a knowledgeable technician, because in another example is the other day, 
I sent, I was having issues with printing my splints, sent an email and what Chris recommended, he was 100% right. So I went back and I did what he said, changed one setting too, because he had mentioned that there was a, uh, may have been a setting issue printed just fine. So having that, you know, the relationship is, is great, not only for just your day-to-day clinical stuff, but when you're having technical issues, I mean, yeah, they're, they're extremely knowledgeable. So having that is, is, is very, uh, I'm very thankful, very thankful. And as are we, uh, you know, I um, have appreciated the journey that we've had so far. And, you know, I hope that we can find more doctors like yourself because our industry needs this. This mm-hmm. is something that I feel we've already seen such a big, big impact just, you know, with your practice and other doctors that we're trying to talk to and, you know, they, they'll listen to you. They, you know, you're in the trenches. They, they like to hear somebody else that's doing it. Um, and for us is that's good because we want to push Ashley and the team and, and myself, we all are doers and we're really trying to figure this stuff out and, and, you know, really get stuff done that hasn't been done before. Um, and we do that in conjunction with the offices. So I just look forward and, and hope that the industry starts to be open-minded, continue to be open-minded, uh, play with the scanners, um, you know, find a good lab, find your lab techs that you like. And it's, it's almost like I'm going to steal this from another company, but it's live, learn and pass on. Um, so all this data, all this information is good for all of us. Um, lots of different lab groups, lots of different people. There's enough pie to go around. We need to focus on building everything together and then that will in the end pay us all out. So yeah, I guess I just, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I hope to keep the relationship with Dr. Ben. We want to keep you happy you know, keep plugging along. Absolutely. Very good. Where can our uh, listeners connect with you? My personal email, personal cell. So if there's any questions or any, any issues, be glad to help anyone. Sounds great. And Chris? Sure. So from the DSG side, obviously keep checking back in with the DSG podcast, of, of course, uh, with Heidi. And, uh, you know, encourage you to visit the website, uh, dentalservices.net. And then uh, just from a personal level, not too, not on social media a whole lot, but I do have a LinkedIn page. It can be reached there. Um, I try to post some DXC things that are going on here and there. Feel free to reach out to me. You can call the lab. You can get a hold of us. We're all very friendly. We'll take care of you. Sounds good. We'll add it all into the show notes. Thank you both so much. Thank you for your commitment to dentistry and just taking us all to the next level. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's it. Thank you for listening. We invite you to subscribe to DSG Connect on iTunes or Spotify. Take a minute to refer a friend or colleague and help us spotlight this podcast by leaving us a review. In between episodes, stay connected with us. Have a topic in mind? Send your suggestions to podcast at dentalservices.net. Also, did you know we have webinars? Check them out at dentalservices.net slash edu. We believe we're stronger together. Until next time, enjoy your day.